kind of a monster are you? Bone cruncher. Child chewer. Meat dripper. Gizzard gulper. Butcher boy. Please don't eat me. You think because I am a giant that I'm a man gobbling cannibal? <laughs> You can call me the big, friendly giant. Oh, my. Hello, and welcome to the McYappin Fries movie podcast. I'm Gavin. And I'm Ian. And today, you're not going to hear me say much. Because <laughs> only one of us attended the uh, press screening for the BFG, which not... is the movie that Ian's about to review. It's not the big fucking gun from Doom. You know, I never read the book, so I don't have any of the baggage, but I, every time I see the poster for this, anytime I see anything to do with this, I just think, big fucking giant. Yeah, big fucking giant. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, though, we should say we are sponsored by Green 136 Urban Carry Gears. Yes, we are. Uh, there are some pretty sweet backpacks, rainmakers. What's the one you like? The Junk Monkey. The Junk Monkey. The Junk Monkey. What do you call, what do you call those things that they put on the side? Side keeps. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> I just called them... Did you get the pouch? <laughs> they, already, they, already, they also have a Scribble Note Pro, I think it's called, which is the uh, Scribble Book, which is for putting your journal in. Oh. For your thoughts. And I know you have a few of those. I do have quite a few thoughts. Mm, you, should, you should write them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to sample the wares of Greenroom 136, you can go to greenroom136.com. And if you use the offer code MACYAP10, M-C-Y-A-P-1-0, you'll get a 10% discount on checkout. Awesome. Uh, let them know you, we sent you. And also, it would help us out if you could like our Facebook. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Or just tell your friends. Because that's how we don't get paid. <laughs> Did you say the uh, email address? The email address is podcast at macyappenfries.com. Thanks just for fucking telling me. <laughs> You never know. Like, you know, they may have a comment. That's podcast at mcgappenfries.com. On to the review. On to the review. Was this movie any good? Uh, it's okay. So I I was hoping for this, that when I went to see the Lord of the Rings movies... We should do more reviews like this. Then, then I can be Simon Mayo. Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, oh... No. An asshole. Yeah. <laughs> explain. Explain. <laughs> so what? The, the giants? So, well, you just explain it. So I, uh, when I went to see the Lord of the Rings, it had been quite a few years since I'd read it. Mm -hmm. And so I came out thinking, that's a perfect adaptation. And a friend of mine who'd seen it just the previous week said, there's loads changed. And I didn't, you know, didn't notice. Mm -hmm. With this, I think it's a bit, it's been a bit too long. I, might, I don't know what age I was when I either read the BFG or had it read to me. It was that long ago. Right, right. But I definitely grew up like reading the twits. Yes. I love the twits. Mm -hmm. um, George's Marvelous Medicine. Mm -hmm. um, Charlie's Chocolate Factory. And... Um, I think Boy and Going Solo were the books that I really transitioned from like reading kids' books into reading adults' books with, which were the ones about Roald Dahl's life. Yes. So, you know, Roald Dahl fan. Right. Um, even though in later years you hear that he's a cantankerous old bastard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good time to make um, movies based on his work. Oh, yeah, because they weren't around. getting made before he died. He was like, <laughs> fuck off, Hollywood. So... The BFG, it seems like it seems like a slam dunk to get someone like Steven Spielberg to direct it. I think Melissa Matheson uh, yes. wrote the script who before, passed away before she passed away. Yep, uh, uh, Mel to her. Melissa Matheson is the uh, same same person who wrote uh, E.T. Yeah, so it's a story of Sophie, who's an orphan girl and, and Black Stallion and Black Stallion, yeah. orphan girl who is is an insomniac. <laughs> Relatable, I can, and I can then relate. she one night she's 
spots this large hulking figure outside and when he sees that she's seen her he's seen her him mm-hmm. she grabs he grabs him and takes her away to giant country it's a bit it's to the left of flavor country right and um there she gets to know the bfg find out he's not the biggest friendly giant there are, well he's the biggest friendly giant but there are other giants around who are, who are bigger and not as friendly they're not as friendly they are big cannibals is he the only friendly giant yes Okay. And, you know, their friendship develops and it's all about that and all about, like, Sophie comes up with a plan eventually to um, help solve his bullying problem. Right. And it is, it's a relatively slight book, I think. It's only 223 pages. I was going to get it to read before I saw the review, but How I How long is the film? Is, is the movie long? Um, it's, I think it's about an hour and a half. Um, oh, it's an hour and a half? I think so. I don't know why. For some bizarre reason, I saw the poster. I was like, this, this movie looks long. <laughs> no, it's one hour 57, actually. It's one hour 57 minutes. Okay. Um, which is long. Which is uh, relatively long. There's a little bit of a subplot they've added, which is that the BFG had a friend before, and that might not have gone so well. Right. So one thing I should say about this is that like Mark, Mark Rollins is playing the BFG. I don't know if it's a full mocap or what, but the beginning of the movie kind of suffers a bit. Having looked at Wikipedia, I think it's a little bit too faithful. Right. Because the story in Wikipedia is the story of the movie. Right. And at the beginning, um, you kind of see him straight away. Mm-hmm. And when we whisk Sophie away to the Land of the Giants, great TV show, um, it kind of is just Sophie put into scenes a little bit like um, The Phantom Menace. You know what I mean? You can see it. the lighting doesn't quite match. It's like those early Mummy movies. It's like the lighting, the compositing isn't great. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it, at some times it just kind of hits me. It could have been that the, the 3D, we were in one of those 3D cinemas where it was the shitty blue glasses. Okay, right. The, really, the loose ones. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. didn't really sit well with me. Um, but you are looking at like a fully 3D Vista with a human person in it. Mm-hmm. And some of the CG comes off as shiny and his room is kind of, his cave is kind of like you're looking at, he, he ca- captures dreams from right. dream country and Blows them into people's minds. Mm-hmm. He literally blows people's minds, man. Right. And um, it just comes off as a bit too much CG. I mean, if I think it's it, the faithfulness of the adaptation, the beginning maybe should have been more of a fear factor. Like, there's a lot of, there's no menace, there's no kind of sense of threat. Whereas if at the beginning you hadn't seen so much of them, right. the getting to know you bit is very kind of long it and drawn been, out. It would have been more effective if you didn't know right off the bat that he was friendly. Yeah. Because it's kind of like she snatched, but then there's a long sequence, which looks kind of cool, of him running up the coast. But in that sense, the movie is probably just assuming you know the story. I guess a little bit. But like, there's some cool shots of him like running along the coast to get to the giant country. Like, it's like he's literally running and he's like taking, you know, like seven league shoes. He's just taking huge lumps uh, right. out of the travel time. And she's kind of chill with this the whole time, whereas she's not screaming or like that. It would have been better if she'd actually been unconscious. Like, she passed out or something like that. It might have worked better. And then to wake up and then be confronted with this thing and mm-hmm. then get to know it. Mm-hmm. As it is, it's kind of, you know, she's, there's a funny line she says about, like, you know, you can bring me back. It's like, I can't bring you back. You, but you've seen me. There'll be giant hunters out here and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you can bring me back. I'm an untrustworthy child. No one will believe me, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the rest of that kind of sequence doesn't really work that well. It only really takes off when it gets to the third act, which is these other giants, which are pretty well realized. Um, Jermaine Clayton's one of the, the, the main ones, and they're bigger than him. And they are human beings. They eat human beings. Mm-hmm. And um, Sophie wants to help her friend out. So she comes up with a, a plot involving the Queen of England right. and using dreams. And from that point onwards, it's a blast. Right. Because it no, is... I've heard about, um, I've heard about the, the final act. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's... Um... Seeing him in a normal setting. Like even, it's Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. It's not a spoiler. It's a Buckingham Palace. And seeing him edging through the hallways and the butlers and like Rafe Spall is the head butler. And just Rafe Spall, every time he's on, on screen, you're like, I want more of what he's doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, the guards with the, what do they call the guards with the big hats? I have no idea. 
those guys like those Windsor people or Windsor guards maybe when you see like a load of those guys with machine guns pointing them at the BFG it's kind of funny and cool and like Ray Spall's like stand down please stand down please and they all step aside and stuff there's a fantastic breakfast scene uh, the giants drink uh, frob scuttles which is their kind of booze but the bubbles go the other way so you don't get so gassy one way but you do get very gassy the other way I see and that kind of gives you the tone it is it is very much a kids movie I think kids will like it because they won't be nitpicking the effects and stuff like that or won't be they might get a little bit bored in the middle but they might be wowed enough by the effects not to matter mm-hmm. for me it's like it's a cave with some lights in because the movie hasn't done too well no it hasn't done too well in the States it's, it's like I said that beginning sequence feels very un-Spielberg you know what I mean I thought a little trimming there could have really helped it out a bit. Like if it was, if they treated the BFG as the shark in Jaws for a little bit, it might have helped it a bit more. Right. But once it gets going in that third act, it is incredibly enjoyable and very, very funny. Okay. Uh, the problem is it takes a while to get there. Right. Um, but I mean, the, the, the mode capture is weird and the way the, the, the BFG, it's just that maybe it's not the voice I heard in my head. Like it's a West Country accent kind of thing and his little kind of uh, gibberish is kind of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. He eats snozcumbers and all this kind of stuff. And it is, I think, what's her name? Penelope, she was in Doctor Who, uh, plays the Queen. And it's that Penelope Wilton. It's that real Harry Potter-style Englishness. Right. You know what I mean? That 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 kind of sense of unruffledness that they want to project. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a point where he drinks coffee for the first time and he hates it. Mm-hmm. And he just spits it out because it's hot. And it's just like, it just cuts to three butlers standing there and there's steam rising off them as they're soaking coffee. And with other word, they just slowly turn and like walk out of the room, composure fully held. Right. And that's, it looks hilarious when that happens. And there's some bits with corgis and stuff. But the ending then just kind of, it has that kind of child's, children's fairy tale logic of, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then it's over. Right. So I, I was a little bit disappointed. I think I wanted more of an adaptation and less of a retelling. Right. But, um, I think kids might love it a lot. It's, okay. Yeah. So, uh, check it out when you see it and let us know what you think. Um, let me know what you think when you see it. If you see it, yeah, I'll see it at some point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's where it might. It might be one of those films that works better without the 3D. I think maybe that was a, a Brechtian di- 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 distancing was it, device. Uh, was it IMAX? No, for some reason it wasn't in IMAX. Uh, the press screening was, and um, I don't know the 3D. I forgot about it after a while. There's a beautiful sequence at the beginning though, where it's the big friendly ninja. Like he walks through towns and he's 24 foot tall, but big friendly, big friendly ninja. Yeah, because he's in this co- uh, cape and like a van pulls by and he just has this trumpet that he blows dreams okay. and he just hangs that up against two buildings puts his cape over that and just falls down and with the light the way it is at night mm-hmm. it looks like a dead end and the van drives by and there's a sequence of him hiding in plain sight right like right. just he's gently stepping around things putting a hand over a light uh, a street lamp and then all of a sudden he's fully in shadow and you can barely see him right right and there's a lot of that or he, there's like a series of trees and someone comes out of the front door to leave the bins out and he just like stands on one leg and holds his cape and he looks a bit like a tree in the shadows. Right. right and that's right. a very nice scene. I think more of that would have been cool. Right. That's, that sounds cool. They, 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 some of it is very cool, but I, and once they get to the farting scene, you're either in or you're out. <laughs> it's like the sabotage moment in Star Trek. Right. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what you thought and thanks for listening. Okay, thanks.